Hi there, and welcome to our third episode of Lady Plays. I'm Kate O'Fallon. And I'm Lindy Rosario. And we're your intrepid producers who will be bringing you a new play written by a female playwright every episode. This month's play is called By Any Other Name, and it's written by Carol Lashoff. By Any Other Name is a family drama for 2015 and features two characters, Jeanette, played by Kate, and S, played by Kat Masterson. Be sure to stick around after the play for an in-depth interview with our playwright, Carol. By Any Other Name The present, evening, the living room of a home in any U.S. state that has recognized marriage equality. Jeanette, a cisgendered woman in her 30s or 40s. S, a transgendered man in his 30s or 40s. He is in the early stages of transitioning to living publicly as a man. Jeanette has her laptop open and is studying a website. S enters, carrying a copy of Treasure Island. Oh, asleep at last. Yes. Only took two and a half chapters. Treasure Island? (laughs) You're reading him Treasure Island. Yeah. It's such a boy's book. So what? He's a a boy. But you're not. Weren't. I mean... I have always loved Treasure Island. Really? Yes, really. Not everything about me has changed, you know. Some days it seems like it. Some days more than others. And today is one of those days? Because of Treasure Island? Jeanette, I am still the person you married. I married Sharon. Who is me? Who is still me? We are still us. Are we? Of course we are. Us is Jeanette and Sharon. Was Jeanette and Sharon. Not Jeanette and Steve. Us is you and me, two people who have promised to love and cherish one another. I didn't sign on to be half of a straight married couple. That's not the team I joined. You were joining a team? That's funny, I thought we were getting married. Which we couldn't do without first fighting for the right to do it. That's who we are. That's us. We're two women who have fought for the right to marry each other. Who've marched together in the gay pride parade. Who've gone to dykes and tykes together. (laughs) Gavin is not a tyke anymore. But we can still go to gay pride. But not to the women's music festival. Not if you're a man. You're right. I can't go to the women's music festival this summer. Is that what this is about? Did you get your ticket? Not yet. Okay, you can go without me. I I don't mind. I was looking forward to celebrating our first legally married anniversary at the festival together. We'll celebrate our anniversary when you get back from Michigan. All right? All right? Don't shout. You'll wake Davin. It's only a music festival. Why are you making such a big deal out of it? Because it's the first place I've ever truly felt at home. Not me. I never felt at home there. Never. I want to celebrate our love as part of our community. Well, haven't we done that already? Twice. The people who knew us and cared about us and understood our struggles, they came together with us and they pledged to help us stay strong in our love because we all know how hard it is out there when there are so many forces working to pull people apart. Any two people. It's hard for any loving couple to stay committed to each other in this world. God, especially a genderqueer couple, which is still what we are. It's not how other people will see us. 
You always said you didn't care how other people saw you. You said you didn't either. I don't! And yet you're making yourself over. It's not about how other people see me. I mean, you know that, don't you? I should. You've explained it often enough. And you said you understood. That you understood it was my decision whether to take hormones, whether to have surgery. You said you would stand with me. Stand by your man. Oh, please. Please what? Please stay calm and carry on as if nothing were changing? As if the ground weren't shifting beneath my feet? I'm supposed to understand. I'm supposed to be patient and loving and endlessly supportive while you go through- Janet. While you put us through whatever shit that you- Please! Testosterone. That shit is poison. Oh I feel like I'm living with a teenaged boy. The emotional swings are temporary. In the long run- We've talked about this. In the long run- In the run, long run, you'll be a man. That's not who I married. The person I married was female. Was me! Except that now you're a man. I've always been a man. Maybe so. But you didn't used to act like one. What is that supposed to mean? You used to consider my feelings. I th now you act just like a man. Like a real man. Everything is about you and, and I'm... I'm the auxiliary committee. No, you're not. You're my wife. Exactly. What? Your wife. Your better half. Your helpmeet. That's what traditional heterosexual marriage is all about. Oh, providing the man God. with a helpmeet. The women's auxiliary. That is totally unfair. You want me to go along to get along like a good wife. No, that's not what I want. It's never... I've never said I wanted anything of the sort. You're not listening to me. I'm not listening to you? All I've done for the last six months is listen to you, listen to you, explain and explain. There's been a lot to explain. Right, because you've done all this research and you've talked to all these people. You've talked to them about us <sighs> without first talking to me. Because I had so many questions and I, I knew you would have questions. I wanted to have at least some of the answers before I dumped all this on you. <sighs> You wanted to be the one with the answers. That why you shut me out of the process? See, that is just like a man. I did not mean to shut you out. Didn't you? Then why did you wait until after we were legally married to tell me you were Steven? I, I mean, talk about your classic bait and switch. Bait and sw- no, no. Is that what it really felt like to you? Like a bait and switch? That's what it really was like. I, did, I didn't do it on purpose. Waiting, I, I mean, until we were legally married to tell you I was trans... I was... I was gathering my courage. All my life I've been afraid that nobody would love me if I stopped pretending to be who they thought I was. And when I proposed to you, uh, it wasn't about trying to pin you down with a legal contract or... First time around, it was me. <laughs> I proposed to you. <laughs> Long before we thought we'd ever have the chance to make it legal. But that didn't make it any less real. I married you because I loved you. Both times. Okay, because you loved me or loved who I was pretending to be? Do you, Sharon, take Jeanette? <laughs> To be your lawfully wedded wife. When you said you did, was that pretending? Only the Sharon part. <laughs> but still.
Steve. Yeah. Why Steve? Where's my great grandfather's name? The World War One vet? The Army Colonel? My mother's grandfather. A macho name for a macho guy. He was not like that. I don't care if he was the sweetest human being on the planet. You know, he was. My mother said he was. The sweetest human being on the planet. And that's why you chose the name? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I was I was embarrassed. It was it's so sentimental. I I thought you'd laugh. <laughs> See? Okay. <laughs> you know Sorry. what? Fine. <laughs> but I still hate the name Steve. Ugh, you never told me that. I did. You weren't listening. I'm sorry. What about Char? Char's man's name? Char. How would I call you Char? Char. I could live with Char. Could you? Live with Char. Char. Char? Char. I'd like to get some context about the piece from our playwright, Carol. Hi, Carol. Yes. Hi, this is Lindy from Lady Plays. How are you? Hi, I'm just fine. How are you? Okay, great. Well, I'm so glad that you've joined us here uh, via phone. Uh, my first question here is, what has drawn you to the topic of this play by any other name? I interested in questions of gender and identity and what makes us who we are and how much of that has to do with whether we're male or female. Uh, in addition to that, I've known um, at least two couples where one member of the couple transition to a different gender. I knew a lesbian couple, or they appeared to be a lesbian couple when I met them, uh, where one of the members of the couple transitioned to male, and their relationship broke up. More recently, I knew a young uh, heterosexual couple, or again, they appeared to be a heterosexual couple, when they first got together, and then the uh, man in the relationship was uh, transitioning to uh, female, and I am not sure what's happening with that relationship, actually. Uh, so, so, yeah, it's just been from watching things happening among my friends and in the world at large, as well as having a deeper, abiding, sort of more philosophical interest in the question. I've been married myself for many years, and that question of what, what keeps people together, what draws them together, what forms the basis of a sustained, loving relationship, those are questions that are fun to think about. 
Absolutely. Wow, I had no idea that you were so personally attached to this topic. That's wonderful. Um, why do you feel that this play is important now? Uh, well, that seems fairly obvious. Uh, I was just looking at my stage directions at the beginning of the play, which says that this play could be set in any U.S state which has recognized marriage equality, and now that's anywhere here. Uh, so I, I think as the laws change and uh, people gain equal access to the protections and responsibilities of the law, um, when, when folks are, are not just fighting to have the right to get married or um, be who they are, that then it sort of reveals once we gain the legal rights and the focus is less on do we have the right to be married and less on arguing for a specific defined political goal, then the uh, questions are free to arise within individual relationships of how, what this really means for, for people on an individual level. Oh, I completely agree. Now, what do you hope an audience will walk away from at the end of the play? I think at the end of any of my plays, I mostly want people to be thinking about things they maybe haven't thought about before or having uh, a deeper feeling of empathy with characters who maybe uh, they wouldn't have connected with. Um, or if they are people, if the characters are people the audience is connecting with who, who relate to their experience, then I hope it gives them a sense of, yeah, there's somebody out there talking about this. Does that make sense? Absolutely, and we hope the same thing. Um, have you come across any obstacles as a female playwright personally? Playwright has certainly been affected by uh, by being maybe not by being female per se, but by uh, addressing issues of gender and being a feminist playwright. Uh, so I don't know that I've necessarily encountered discrimination directly because I'm a female playwright, but I think that uh, I've been writing for a long time, and um, I think a lot of the stuff that I've written about, uh, years ago when I was trying to get, get it out more, perhaps, it, it didn't seem like the stuff that the theaters maybe thought was important or the dramaturgs thought was the important stuff. 
because um, I think our our culture has been very strongly biased toward seeing male stories as universal and female stories as chiclet um, or just less important. So, yeah, I think in, in trying to get my work out there in the larger world, uh, I have sometimes encountered obstacles because of my focus on women's stories and gender. I think that's changing. Uh, I love what the Kilroys are doing. Um, and I think I've also been, especially recently and here in the San Francisco Bay Area where I live, I, I've been greatly helped by connections with women in theater. And uh, there's a group out here called Yeah, I Said Feminist, a theater salon, which has been gathering a lot of momentum. And I've made lots of great connections with, with other uh, female theater artists and feminist theater artists. And there are, there, are, there are lots of folks out here who want, as you do, to do plays by women and plays that focus on gender. And so that's meant a lot of great opportunities for me. So right now, I feel it's a, it's a strength to be working as part of a uh, feminist theater community. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. You're welcome. Fantastic. Thanks a lot. Big thanks to our director for today's episode, Sarah Chichester, Chris Gillard, our sound designer at Soundhouse Audio, Theo Tasker, our composer, our actor Kat Masterson, and especially to Carol for her touching play. For more information about Lady Plays and to find out how to get involved, please head to greenroomblog.com and click on the Lady Plays podcast tab, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also find both me and Lindy on Twitter at at Cato Phelan and at Literary Lindy. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Lady Plays on iTunes or your podcast app so you never miss an episode.